Hey, JJ here. Uh, thanks for bearing with me during this weird uh, stretch, but I just wanted to butt in and say again thank you for sticking around. Uh, this episode was recorded months ago. I just wanted to throw that out there. I forget what we talk about in the episode, but it may be outdated by the time of uploading. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to say thank you and please enjoy the show and we are right back on it. So thank you. Welcome back once again to another exciting episode of Disney Compendium. As always, I am your host, JJ, and over there, my good buddy, my good pal, Nick. Nick, we're doing it again. We're back. It's been we're a while. We're broadcasting live from the negative zone. <laughs> you can't see this, but through uh, Streamlabs uh, or StreamYard, uh, Nick, we're doing, we always video chat on this and Nick is just, he's literally, uh, just the background for Max Hedrum. Uh, yeah. it's all I can see. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's certainly an experience. It's so. just, it's just my conscience, consciousness just floating in the ether. Yeah. You're the, uh, master control panel from Tron. Exactly. Um, <laughs> end of line. Uh, so, so yeah, Excelsior, one could say. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, Excelsior, and now I'm sad. Oh, oh. volume fifty-four, ladies and gentlemen, we are really just just getting to the end of it all. This is the uh, uh, what year did this come out? Two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. I'm sorry, when you said we're getting the end of it all, I thought, like, you're talking about Disney movies, right? Or Well, I've got... <laughs> Nick, Nick, I got a big surprise for you on the season finale. Yeah? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, that's we've, that, there's a few more episodes left for, before that, so... Uh, but, no, this is... This is, uh, this is Big Hero 6. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> it is. Boy, is it. Boy, is it. Um, yeah, Big Hero 6 was done. This is from, as as is the podcast's uh, intent, a Walt Disney Animation Studios movie, but it is a Marvel adaption. And it's very loosely an adaption of the characters, but uh, it's still a Marvel movie nonetheless from the Disney Animation Studio proper. So, was this uh, the first like, hey, we're going to combine our resources to a project thing? No, because they would have bought 
Marvel in 2009. But so. I mean, as far as like, it's evident that there's influence between. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, definitely. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I would think so because I don't think anything showed up and they didn't really play a whole lot of Disney Marvel stuff. They still haven't really. I mean, outside of um, some Kingdom Hearts stuff, um, the the Marvel and Disney stuff tends to sort of be pretty separate from one another. Uh, they haven't really done a lot of crossover with like Disney slash like the Marvel branch of things. So um, still, a, still like this is a unique sort of situation uh, for them. Uh, so should we start with the movie or start with the background of Big Hero 6 first? That's like the idea of Big Hero 6. Let's talk about the background. That's, a, that's important. Yeah, so Big Hero 6 was created in the mid-90s by what we know as Man of Action, um, which is probably most famous for creating Ben 10. Um, So Man of Action is a uh, sort of like a writer's group, Uh, just sort of like it's just the pen name for a group of writers. So they created it for Marvel. Um, in the mid '90s, uh, it's the original uh, Big Hero Six was Sunfire and the Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was like a group whose like leader was um, the Silver Samurai <laughs> of all people. It's um, basically, the Japanese-based Marvel villains. Yeah, it, 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 and it's like it's early. It was originally supposed to. Um, make its debut. The team was going to make its debut in an issue of Alpha Flight, but things got kind of screwed up, and they got their miniseries first. Uh, but yeah, it was basically like an Alpha Flight kind of thing. So um, there it's hasn't good. been a oh. <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot of um, Big Hero Six outside before the Disney movie. Um, you know, they pop up from time to time. Had a couple of their own series. Uh, two of the characters in the movie. Um, which would be uh, Fred and technically Wasabi, although the Wasabi in the comic is different than the Wasabi in the movie. But those two characters were created by Chris Claremont, while the rest of them were created by um, Man of Action. Chris Claremont, best known for his X-Men run. Absolutely. the um, One of the longest like singular runs in comic books, period. Um, he pretty much from like was like late seventies to the mid nineties was just sort of the X Men guy. Yeah, that's like we think about like the Phoenix Saga. I don't know, that's that's yeah. Chris Claremont. Basically, if, if it if it was on the cartoon, it was Chris Claremont. Yep. Um, except for Morph. Except for Morph. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was. But again, Morph was uh, killed off in the first episode and then only used sparingly from there on out. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Uh, but but that's sort of the truncated history of uh, Big Hero 6 and comic books. The characters are kind of the same for the most part. Um, Baymax is the one that's sort of like the most uh, removed from his comic book counterpart. But because um, uh, like in the comic, it is like created by Hero using like his dad's memories implanted into an AI that he created and it can like transmutate and and things like that. It can turn into like a big dragon and things like that. It's a much more aggressive uh, creature in the uh, 
comic books. But outside of that, the characters are, are, are relatively similar. Right down to Fred being uh, just a guy in a fire-breathing uh, uh, lizard suit. Uh, his, his nickname in the comic is Fredzilla. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, and, and but the good thing is it's also not important to have anything know anything about the comic book to watch yes yeah so uh, even before it, it was like um the guardians of the galaxy where uh they really weren't anything um before the movie like the guardians like as a comic book reader we knew the guardians pretty well because of uh the annihilation event yep that was basically it that was where they were created that particular the movie team was created like the guardians had been around for a long time just your space team it wasn't like a, a current day space team with quill and groot and rocket and eight uh creation and uh i just is everything okay for me right now no you're dropping yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it hiccup, so that's I'm just taking a little chill until I see because I can see the uh, network. Ah, the network's popping back in. There we go. Am I doing okay now? Yeah, you're fine. Um. So yeah. So that's the uh, that's the uh, Big Hero Six is you know just nothing team at the, even at the time when the movie came out. Even after the movie came out, it's like like Marvel or like Disney has done anything with it. Um. And the comic book wise, Marvel hasn't really brought back the Big Hero Six. Uh, I think, like the, even they, they, they did, they did a comic book series, but they had IDW do it. Uh, like even Marvel themselves weren't writing the Big Hero Six comic book series. It, it, it was just an adaption of the movie, anyway, wasn't it? Right? For the most part, not really, yeah. not not hundred percent. It was sort of like a. Like you... you know, kids. It really was just like. So, um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Stupid internet. I can't tell what's me or not. I just need it to be sure. me. I, th I, I, oh, I know it's me because I am looking at uh, my uh, network. It's I get a little network warning when it's me. So I just want to make sure that nothing's like downloading on the network. Yeah. Should it be? No, it's just me. So I, I I'm in a new position as you can tell. So would be yeah. surprised if it's uh, be a little wonky, but it'll it, it's fine for the most part. It's being okay. Just sure. You know, yeah. It's fine. Anyways, um, I'm just gonna go quiet for a couple of seconds here. So yeah, I don't think there's much else to talk about with comic book wise of Big Hero Six. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, look, wasn't Sunfire and Silver Samurai like C tier characters anyway, dude? Yeah, exactly. So, like, like eh. yeah, that's that's exactly it. And it's funny when you go to um, if you go to Marvel Unlimited right now, uh, you don't even that that series isn't on Marvel Unlimited. The Sunfire and the Big Hero Six series, um. Just the standalone, like six or seven issue miniseries from Big Hero Six is on there. So, like, even Disney doesn't give a rip about that stuff. So, 
the only thing that's pop, the only thing they care about is their version of Big Hero Six. Right. Uh, and uh, and so I guess then now we just go into what their version of Big Hero Six is. Um. So did you see this when it was new? Um. No, I didn't. I saw a. Uh, I got a digital copy from maybe it was you or it was like a freebie. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. But I got a digital copy like relatively after it came out on, yeah. on Blu-ray. I feel like it was one of those ones where it was like sign up for Voodoo and get four free yeah, movies. Yeah, one of them. That or something. was it. It was yeah. this. I got this and like uh, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It, it's. Uh, yeah. I saw it in theaters. I definitely saw it in theaters because uh, I was just really interested in what like what's a Disney made Marvel movie. You know, like an actual Disney made Marvel movie, not right. like a Disney owned studio making a Marvel movie. <laughs> um, and, and because, again, you could tell going into it that it was uniquely different from the uh, comic book series. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I do remember is Stan doing some press for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always funny with Stan because, like, he has like less than nothing to do with the big hero six team outside of maybe sunfire <laughs> so, even then it's like mm. yeah yeah tenuous at best uh but you know it, you've got to have him in there he's the ambassador for the brand so uh he even has a cameo in the movie yeah one of the, one of the cuter cameos yeah uh in the movie um in, in, in like of all of his cameos so uh, yeah that's a good one um very rare post credits cameo for stan <laughs> mm -hmm. um so yeah you have uh a, a kid and his brother and it's like you know the young kid is a genius uh and he's 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 he creates robots and is doing robot fights um all about it's like it's like san from tokyo it's like yes kind of it's good Yes, it's it's yes, and I can't remember if it's like San Fran. It's not San Fran Tokyo. It's like San Francisco or something like that. It's Neo Tokyo. Yeah, it's replica yes, Molusk. Yeah, Neo Tokyo. Yeah, Neo Tokyo Three, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. Uh, it's there's giant robots, a lot of religious religious uh, iconography. It's a very interesting movie. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it, it's very much. I never really understood what they were going for with this whole like we're going to combine San Francisco and Tokyo into one sort of creation for the sake of this series because it's like that in the comics too. It's you know this standalone kind of weird thing, and I just don't understand it. I guess like it can't just be San Francisco, like. <laughs> Why yeah, does it have to be this weird? <laughs> did San Francisco go east and Japan go west? And they just kind of, yeah. or, or sorry, scratch that, reverse it. Scratch that, reverse it. Yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I understand that they wanted to use iconography from both because, like, they really wanted to do a, uh, like, a, 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 I don't know. They want. They really did want like a a, a Blade Runner aesthetic, I guess. 
I mean, uh, yeah. and, 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 and Japan and Japan really like really leans into that sort of like uh, tech noir kind of nonsense, you know. So yeah, but I, I guess what confuses me is like the characters are clearly like Japanese. And kind some, of like, like you know, two of them, like you know. Uh, well, there's an African American, and then there's yeah. the guy, but yeah, you got yeah, you got the African American, you got the hippie girl. Uh, oh yeah, Fred. You got Fred, but then you just yeah, but the main characters are are that, and the aunt doesn't seem to be particularly Asian. Um, yeah. The teacher isn't Asian, and the studio head isn't. Uh, not the studio head, the um, tech firm, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's. But reason that, no, I'm gonna mention this because like, San Francisco is like, you know, the pop the, the the Asian population is mostly Chinese. Yeah, not not Japanese. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, there, there's just this. It's it's almost yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 a weird sort of choice that they made, and I don't really understand it, but whatever. Yeah, it's not, and it doesn't really play into any of it. It doesn't play into the plot in any way, shape, or form. It does. It barely plays into the aesthetic. Um, there's a couple of scenes of like where you get to see like the outside world, you know. But for the most part, it doesn't really seem particularly Tokyo-ish. It seems more San Francisco-y than anything. Yeah. Um, the the cultural stuff just play a role aside from like that first Baymax outfit, where it's kind of like a samurai armor. Uh, the the dude's kabuki design. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically it. You know, uh, yeah. Because like even like you know, oh, you know, Baymax is learning like martial arts, but a lot of that's Chinese anyway. So yeah, it's like, karate is like, karate is Chinese martial arts, not Japanese. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I don't know. It's weird. It's it's definitely it's 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 jam packed uh, full of white dude energy with uh with that has an appreciate that's that like i love japanese stuff so <laughs> oh god it's some it's some real otaku bullshit huh yeah yeah i mean it really yeah. feels that way because it really is just sort of like very surface level <laughs> throughout it doesn't even play into like is it like maybe if it was like kung fu panda or something where it's sort of like delves into sort of like the culture a little bit more than that but it's just completely surface level it's just aesthetics and that's I the, it i think the lego ninjago movie was more <laughs> <Right? cool>. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's it's a weird choice and, and i don't like it or care for it but it, you know whatever it is what it is. Uh, for the for the most outside of that, the movie's fantastic. I guess I can yeah, just say it's that. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. And yeah. again, this is just two white guys talking about the cultural thing. So take yeah. this with a grain of yeah. salt. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's basically you know basically um the main character uh, hero um uh wants to uh he's he's a robotics genius like his brother. He does battle bots. Yeah, he does. He does battle bots, and he and he's hustling some dudes. Uh, so he's constantly getting in trouble. It's like it, it's it's implied that he's constantly getting in trouble, like hustling guys and like robot fighting, right? Um, uh, because basically, once once the opening scene to establish that he's really good at robots, um, is set up, the robot fighting thing never plays into it ever again. 
nope, never comes up again. Never like, you know, maybe you should just go back to robot. Like there's none of that nonsense. Nope. It's, it's just, not. it's gone. Um, he goes to his brother, takes him to his school where he meets the professor who is, a, you know, one of the lead men of robotics and uh, meets like all of the um, uh, students and stuff. Uh, and he, you know, he needs to, he now needs, that's his dream is to go to this uh, robotics school, uh, take us with him as his professor. Right. So they have a, basically a science fair. It's the Stark Expo. Yes, uh, it is. For robotics, uh, where basically the winner gets to get into the school. Um, it's odd, but, it, you know, obviously, uh, obviously it's just, I don't know. I don't, I never understand. Like, I just let him go to the school. Why does there need to be a, a thing? I think I think it's an excuse for character exposition. Like, yeah, oh. it's 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 just cheap. It's a cheap character exposition where, like, um, he could just show the professor, like, oh, here's something. Like, the professor could say, if you want to get in the school, you have to wow me. You don't have to have this whole big thing about uh -huh. it, but they just have to make this whole big thing about it because you have to create. You have to create. Um, I don't know what the right way to put it is. It's like, because it, it, it's not really like any sort of like issue for him to overcome in any way. It's just, just because it's the same issue than uh, if it, it's a big thing or a small thing of getting into the school, you could figure out a way of doing it, but you also needed a way to uh, kill the brother. Um, which right. Is, which is what this leads to. So hero creates little nanobots that you can control with a mind link that they're just little tiny robots that are basically like those um, those magnetic building things. You know what yes, I mean? Those... My son has those, the Magna Beads. Yes, yes. It's basically those where it's just uh, magnetized ball bearings and rods that you can just sort of create any sort of design that, you know, you can imagine with them. But it's just that, but robots. So, you know, you can build a, a building just by thinking it and they just like gather up and, and build. And that's uh, impossible. Even in the uh, uh, crazy techno world of the cyberpunk future that it's envisioning here, like the, the way for that to work is uh, like, like physics could never allow it. <laughs> um, well, my thing is like, also like, how does he get the money for this? Yeah. Where's, yeah. Where's the funding coming from? Where, cause he made, a ton of them he yeah. made he made like 55 gallon barrel drums filled with these things like basically. really recycling bins full of them yeah um and un absolutely unclear where the resources come from for this um because it doesn't show them living in any sort of it's not like they're fred that we <laughs> discover is you know rich dude uh at any given point it's just he's just living with his aunt uh <laughs> who owns the cafe who owns the cafe it's a very studio ghibli or um persona 5 situation going on here uh um, hey joker time to go to sleep yeah yeah hey <laughs> i mean hero isn't too far removed or uh baymax isn't too far removed from uh, Morgana. Morgana. So yeah, yeah. A uh, little less sassy. Uh, <laughs> less. But yeah, they're they are very solidly middle class in this yeah. movie. 
Yeah, but yeah, no, he was able to design in his bedroom, like like he's Peter frickin' Parker. Yeah. Um, this a very elaborate robotics system that uses a neuro interface. Uh, uh, don't even see really a computer floating around too much in this world either. So don't know what he's doing, how he's doing it, but there he is. The most um, you see him on a print on computers when he's 3D printing, which by the way, <laughs> where does he get that? Yeah. The author of Betamax, he's like basically like on some old like uh, computer with like this running basic <laughs> over it. It was like, all right. And they're, still, and they're still using like PCMI cards because that's yeah. basically what uh, is running Baymax's like memory units or yeah. just very simple PCMI cards. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's weird. A lot of the technology in this is all over the place. Uh, it's like 32 gigabytes, just yeah. Let's uh... and, and, and like Baymax is powered by a lithium ion cell, uh, which is uh, like, you know, and he and his like base, his charging base, he's basically a Roomba, yeah. Um, return to his charging base. Um, anyways, he creates these little robots, shows them off, big, huge success. Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos comes to offer him uh, his wants his wants his little nano robots, uh, but Hero denies it, and because uh, he just wants to learn more, improve them, and go to the school and do all of that. And then the uh, the school burns down with his nanobots inside, and also his brother, because his brother runs back in to save the professor because the professor didn't get out. Um brother's an idiot just because his brother's yeah his his brother doesn't have any superpowers doesn't have anything just runs into a burning uh keep in mind this is like a science hall i can't imagine it not being the most dangerous place to run into when there's a fire uh science stuff is incredibly volatile no matter what it is uh so so hero loses his brother his professor and his uh, incredible one-of-a-kind mini robots uh, all in one singular night. Uh, he obviously slinks into a deep, deep depression and doesn't go to school. Uh, <laughs> oh, but he's already met Baymax at this point. Though. He's already ba- met Baymax at this point because that was when he first went to the school and he met all of the you know, fellow classmates that will become his teammates. And, um, you know, Baymax, Baymax is a nurse. It's that, that it's design is to just be a soft, gentle, like, how can I help you? What are you having? Like, you know, because he went, because the brother hit him and he went, ow, it activated Baymax to try to fix whatever made him go ow. Um, and then once he's done, duct tape on his arm to, just to yeah yeah and once he's um and once you're once he's done giving you your uh treatment you just say i am happy with my treatment and then he just returns to his little charging base and calls mm-hmm. it to, calls it good until he's needed again um and that's baymax baymax is a big white inflatable uh, inflatable marshmallow man uh, yep, it's marshmallow man um and uh it's a great design way better than the comic book design what is the comic? Uh, the comic design is not some inf- some vinyl man, but uh, money's worth out of the Baymax design. 
so uh, inevitably, uh, Baymax uh, gets activated because you know Hero's not doing well, <laughs> and I like the part. It, it's actually really clever the way they did the like start the start the case with one of the nanobots surviving. Yeah. Um, like he, like he finds it or yeah. yeah. And it's, and cause it's moving around and he finds it and he puts it in the Petri dish. Um, and it's trying to, it's cause it's been reactivated and it's trying to catch up with the rest of the nanobots. Uh, and so Baymax of all, uh, discovers that the robots trying to go anywhere. So they basically used the Petri dish with little nanobot in it as a compass to lead them to the their secret layer, you know, <laughs> of what's going on. Um, he contacts the other kids because yeah. uh, he sees she, that Hero needs companionship. Companionship. He's, yeah, so he's already called the friends. Uh, this is where we meet the villain of the film, the Kabuki Man. The Kabuki Man. Um, what was, uh, oh, what was the trauma movie? Uh, like, the, remember the Kabuki Cop? <laughs> man that's a deep cut sir yeah um i think there are like three of those movies man i think jj went to the boneyard and got the deepest cut <laughs> by the way it's so hard to call him Betamax. yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like vhs but like you know not good <laughs> no hey man Betamax was better than vhs it got screwed, let me tell you. Because it's only because uh, the porn industry chose VHS. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I, so Kabuki Man's motivations that we learn are like, uh, like, I get it, but like, it's way too complicated. Yeah. Like, he clearly has a straight line to get uh i just call him jeff bezos because i just don't like a big of um uh you can just kill him like he 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 waited for hero to create these nanobots that he ended up stealing and I, you're assuming he create they don't really show him like you know causing the fire that no <laughs> But so he clearly like burned everything down, faked his own death, stole the nanobots, created a very elaborate kabuki costume that has the nanobot controlling neuro interface hidden behind the mask. Uh, also, he can capture this uh, dude as revenge for his daughter, uh, you know being killed in an experiment right uh, and like I, I i've already forgot what the big ring was like it was just some sort of like matter trans right it was, like it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not there's no chekhov's gun situation with no, this it's, it's just, just like horrible. Yeah, it's 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 a weird portal device that is starting to sl that very that works very slowly. It'd be like if the Star Trek teleporter, uh, like just really took its time discombobulating you to get you to the next uh, planet or whatever. Um, just like complete agony. 
<laughs> also, Kabuki man, he doesn't really need it. You get the sense of like he didn't really need a reason to go evil. Just like, well, you killed my I'm, daughter. I'm I'm just gonna. I'm mildly inconvenienced. Yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, it because like at no point does the uh, business guy even come across as like slimy <laughs> and like it doesn't seem like he was being arrogant in the situation that killed his daughter it seems like an accident yeah it seemed like it's like they, they seem everyone seemed confident the daughter seemed confident he seemed confident like it's just an accident but he snapped and <laughs> yeah like, like... And, and decided you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be a racist character villain um, he might as well have just turned into Fu Manchu. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Bad decisions made by this professor all around. Uh, <laughs> or he turns into defense from falling down, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I don't... Yeah, his motivations... Like, the motivation makes sense, but it's so complicated. And, like, you, you don't feel the slightest amount of sympathy for like how far he took it because like you could have just killed him. Like yeah. he, he went, he, he went this weird, like it's, it's really like a Dr. Doom thing that he went for. It's like, boy, you went really elaborate for no particular reason yeah. other than ego, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Cause he is a super genius because yeah. he is like the master of robotics. Um, He's also amazingly spry for a uh, a a, a, uh, a professor that's been sitting, you know, in, yeah. in his fifties. He's in tenure. Yeah, he's like. Yeah. Uh, now, now I got to okay. So let, let's 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 get into the uh, okay. So that's James Cromwell, by the way, uh, okay. who's voicing uh, that character. I really James put Cromwell, you, Farmer Brown or Farmer. Uh, Hoggett. Yeah. From Hoggett. Uh, so he is 81 years old as of now. Dear God. Uh, so, you know, he was in his, as a, as a, he was in his, uh, 70s when that, uh, when he made that movie. Uh, like perpetually 81. Yeah. James Cromwell's been 81 for 25 years. Yes. Um, uh, uh, been in some of, he's definitely been in some of your favorite movies. Uh, let's 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 go through it. Uh, LA Confidential. Re- yes, absolutely. Re- Re- LA Confidential. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds Two: Nerds in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he it was in Babe, as as we said, he's Farmer Hoggett. Um, he was in Star Trek: First Contact. The best. Well, is that the best of the Star Next Generation movies or yeah. the generation? I think I think first contact. Okay, oh, it's it's close though. Yeah, the Green Mile. Oh, that's right. He's the warden. Yeah, Warden Hal Moore's. Yeah, uh, he was in Space Cowboys. He's the head of NASA. An astronaut movie. The Sum of All Fears. He was the president. Um, Spider Man Three. Captain Stacy. Oh my God, that's right. He was. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he was in uh, the most recent Jurassic World movie. Yep. Fallen Kingdom. 
Yeah, he's been so he was in some of your favorite movies and also some of your least favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he also did has returned uh, in the like his voice has popped back up in the uh, a couple of times in the uh, TV series for and, uh, Big Hero Six. So uh, let's let's go through the rest of the listen. We gave you the plot. That is pretty much the concise version of the plot. Like they beat him. Uh, Baymax sacrifices himself. Uh, I guess the one thing we could talk about is I, his uh, uh, hero's weird like uh, venom moment, like his symbiote moment in the middle yeah. of the movie, towards like in the third act, where it's like he's 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 been corrupted with this power that he's given his robot friend, uh, and basically trying to kill <laughs> um, Callahan. Yeah, yeah, he's he puts like. He puts murder on a on a flash card. Yeah, on a PCMI card and, and yeah. shoves it into the chest and he pulls out the uh, don't murder card. Mm-hmm. Um, really just violating all of the rules of robotics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's not until uh, his friends sh- show up and he escapes and then Baymax shows him a video of all of the uh, failures that led up to the creation of Baymax. It took him like 85 tries yeah. to get uh, Baymax up and running, and it made uh, it snapped Hero out of it. The evil turn wasn't really that long, though. No, it was only like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't last. Didn't last but- very long in the slightest. They beat him. Baymax sacrificed himself, and a hero built a new Baymax. Yeah, because the the uh, the PCMI card that still had his personality survived, yeah. and so he was just able to make a new one. Um, and there With you go. Yeah, and in the post credit scene, Fred wants is talking to the painting of his dad, which is Stanley, just to discover behind the painting is his secret room where he's a superhero, and then Stanley shows up to. Talk do, about Stanley. Under, do Stanley stuff. Talk about underpants. He shows up to mod uh, mock Todd McFarlane and yeah. uh, Rob Liefeld. Todd McFarlane and uh, Todd, Rob Liefeld and uh, also Just, uh, uh, yeah and parents. also yeah and, and also definitely claim that every character in this was created by co-created by him, um, <laughs> but not but not tell you for decades the uh, the other person who created them with you, not give them credit. So. <laughs> It's me, and I want to say Jack Kirby was there, but mostly me. <laughs> Steve Ditko might have been there, but yeah, I'm not Steve, sure. Yeah. Spider Man, yeah, I definitely created Spider Man, and there were a couple of other guys just kind of hanging out, listening I, I created, to me. I created Spider Man on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> publisher Martin Goodman was like, "Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Stan." Speaking you of fantastic. Yeah, fantastic! Just like the other team that I wholly created <laughs> by myself. By myself, all alone, <laughs> no help. Uh, uh, it's fast forward decades later, and Stanley's, uh, you know, a foot in the grave for a decade, and they finally start giving uh, <laughs> Kirby, <laughs> Kirby, and, and Dicko and all these guys credit. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, they were there too. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. 
oh, we tease, but we still do love Stan. Uh, I do love Stanley, but that was he was that he was, was not great that that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, Stanley loves Stanley. Uh, really is really. I mean, he was a creator. He definitely was not not part of that process, but also yeah. uh, didn't need not, to be an ass about it. Didn't need yeah. to. And also not 100% responsible for. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, Spider-Man to me, when I think of Spider-Man, I think of Steve, Steve Ditko. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, like, that's the, like, everyone's trying to, everyone that makes draws Spider-Man now uh, is aping that style, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Nobody's like, oh, well, some people do like falling, but yeah. Yeah. But for, by and large, a lot of people McFarlane didn't particularly make a particularly expressive Spider-Man. The eyes were just giant. Like Ditko really liked to make the eyes change size. Uh, he, what he was thinking. I, I was not a fan of the way he drew Peter Parker. Just, just no. angles and yeah. Sorry, just we're making fun of Tom McFarlane now. Yeah, always. And and, and listen, I I I, I got no. I don't have super big beef with Todd McFarlane. I do like Spawn and his era oh, of Spider- Spawn, yeah. and, and, and his era of Spider-Man is very memorable. Yes. Uh, I definitely have uh, like signed copies of Spider-Man issues from Todd and everything. You got that Spawn number one action figure that you love yeah. so much. Yeah, that thing's rad. Um, yeah, and I've got uh, an issue of uh, Spider-Man uh, with Ghost Rider on the cover that is uh, signed by Todd. Um, now, is it hilarious that he paid way too much for that baseball? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It uh, is hilarious. But, you know, it is what it is. Is it still uh, for Rod, 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 Rod Liefeld, though? <laughs> Will it be okay to... It's never not going to be okay, is it? No. We it's, may... Listen, we may have to do an episode on this podcast just about the Stanley episode of him with McFarlane and Liefeld. Friends, do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube. Open up YouTube right now. I want you to type uh, in the following. Stan, Stan Lee owns. That's it. Yeah. Just look that yeah. up. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It it's is great. Mwah, mwah. Perfect. Perfect content. Uh I like at the end either. Well, you guys ruined us and we're starting we're gonna be in the going in the Hollywood pictures now. Keep in mind this was like the early 90s. Yeah, this was like some weird public access looking show, too. Yeah. It was when Stan wasn't even really part of Marvel at the time. So. No, it was he was just there to like he like well, he was like, Oh yeah, I negotiated stuff. Like, eh, did you? Yeah. We got we got you to think for that Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie Stan. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, let's see who else is in this movie. Uh, Scott, how oh, I forget the Bay, the voice of Baymax, uh, is uh, is 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 a Second City guy. Um, and he was one of the uh, co-creators of Moral Oral <laughs> on uh, Adult Swim. If you remember that show, mm -hmm. um. Yeah, that's the voice of Baymax. Scott uh, <laughs> what? It's not Scott Ackerman, is it? No, 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 no. His name's like St Scott Adsist, Addist, Add yeah, something like that. I, like, I just think of like co comedians named Scott, Scott Ackerman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Earwolf. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, but yeah, he, he's not really particularly a big actor. He's definitely more of a TV guy um, and, and definitely a, uh, a writer for uh, TV and stuff. Like, um, it's very ASMR voice in Baymax, too. Believe. Yeah. Which is very clearly like the point, you know, like yeah, right. it's supposed to be a nurse. It's supposed to be. He, I do like it when he, the ba- like that was most of the advertising for it was when his battery was failing and the character was starting to like malfunction and stuff with the hairy Ooh. baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the fist bump. Uh, made, made was really really entered itself into uh, pop culture at a point. Yeah, so uh, uh, the main actor for uh, the guy that played Hero is a, na- a kid named uh, Ryan Potter. Um, this was one of his like first things. Like this is definitely. He hasn't even really done a whole lot else outside of Big Hero 6. He did a few other minor things, and that's it. <laughs> so, you know, Big Hero 6 is his big break. Uh, you got T.J. Miller's Fred. Um, T.J. Miller, you know him from a lot of stuff. You know him from a lot of stuff, most recently from being canceled. Um, yep. Uh, and Deadpool. Yep. <laughs> so... There's that um, Gogo, which is the uh, his the, the little the Asian friend that has the uh, roller skate like the rollerblade style. She's uh, the punk. Girl. Yeah, she that's uh, Jamie Chung. Uh, just just a character actor. You know who? You know what? One thing that you would definitely know her from, Nick. What would that be, sir? Uh, she played Chi Chi in the Dragon Ball Evolution movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, that is certainly a movie that was made. <laughs> I think Dragon Ball Evolution has come up a few times on this because I think like just actors popped up in that movie. I need you on your uh, on your on your other po- the other podcast to, to do that. To, to watch to watch Dragon Ball Evolution, force yep. my friends to watch Dragon Ball Evolution. With Correct. Me. Uh, I don't think I can pull that off, but I'll definitely try. Uh, <laughs> who I, who played Goku in that? I forget. I don't even uh, know, dude. Justin Chatwin. Uh, even though who that is, have they been? Have they been in anything? Okay, good news. Uh, well, I mean, not. I mean. They've been in stuff. They've, they've been in stuff, but nothing that any of us would have ever have seen, with the exception of maybe chips. <laughs> I'm not saying that their careers deserve to die out that movie. Yeah, but uh, he, I, before, I am... before Dragon Ball, he was in War of the Worlds. Okay. Uh, so the uh, Steven Spielberg one right uh, oh he was in an episode of doctor who the new called the return uh, a 2016 episode titled the return of doctor mysterio <laughs> okay so that would be a uh that would be matt smith i don't think yeah i i wouldn't know i don't know i don't watch doctor who please that'd don't be, 
God, what is his name? Oh, Peter Capaldi. He'd be, I'd be, I'd be that doctor. Okay. Oh, uh, apparently that was the first episode of, uh, the 2016 uh, December Christmas Day 2016 okay. the return of Doctor Mysterio. That's <laughs> yeah, gonna be a, a Capaldi episode then. It is. I'm looking at it now. I definitely see Capaldi sitting there. Don't you mock my Doctor Who? <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, she was Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you'd be the worst character. In, well, okay. Not the worst character in anime because I've not seen all of anime. But <laughs> a lot of anime. Where does she rank among the worst freaking characters ever? <laughs> definitely, definitely on the list. That's for okay. sure. Is it top ten? Maybe, maybe. Okay. I mean, there's some bad characters, man. Okay. So. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, the character of Wasabi uh, is played by Damon Wayans Jr. Uh, uh, he was on New Girl, yes, and something else. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see. There's he is in New Girl. There's he was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Happy together. He was in that. That was what's happening. Was happy together. The Truth About Harry the Cubert Affair. Bob's Burgers. Three episodes of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> uh, what movies has he been in? He was in The Other Guys. Land Before Time 14, Journey of the Brave. I'm so, I don't know. I'm sorry, do you say 14? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Go might ahead. be the last one. I think 14 might be the last uh, <laughs> Land Before Time movie. Uh, eventually, you're going to get to time. You can't yeah. be <laughs> Yeah, eventually time has to come, and yes. I feel like it's we're there though. And he yeah. was in Super Troopers too. I never saw Super Troopers too. Uh, and he's in that uh, Cherry, that new uh, Spider-Man movie. <laughs> well, uh, by, the, like, by the Russos. He's in she's Cherry in the PB's Playhouse reboot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's uh, uh, Genesis Rodriguez is a hell of a name. Man. Wow, and that's Dang. honey. That's honey lemon. Okay, that's uh, this is, is, is that the, is that the math is that the, the Mega Drive from Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Portuguese Mega Drive. Portuguese Mega Drive. Genesis Rodriguez. <laughs> you know the model. Dust. You know the model three. Will you play the Master System games anymore? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so Genesis Rodriguez. Uh, let's see what movies she's been in that one of us would have seen. How is she not more popular with that name, dude? I know. Well, she was in. Oh, Lord. Uh, she was. Which is unfortunate. Uh, those are the Kevin Smith uh, horror nonsense that nobody likes. Yep. Uh oh, she was in She-Ra and okay. Princess of Power, the most recent one. She's Perfuma in uh the most in that She-Ra cartoon that's on Netflix. So that's that's cool. Yeah, and she's she's been in uh she was in she's going to be a main character in um, uh cool. 
and she reprises her role as Honey Lemon all the time. So, so that's good for her. Yeah, yeah James Cromwell, Cromwell was Robert Callahan, which we already talked about. Alan Tudyk uh, played the uh, uh, CEO guy, uh, Cree or Cray. He, he, if it's a Disney movie, animated film, Alan Tudyk said it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Maya Rudolph played uh, Aunt Cass. So okay. Uh, so, and, and Billy Bush plays newscaster. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bush. Well, Billy Bush. Uh, right. <laughs> he had his own private bus for the filming of the movie that he had some interviewed some people on. <laughs> he had his. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, just, just some locker room talk is all. It's okay. Just, just grab him with a mochi. Okay, so um, um, mochi's a cat. So yeah, uh, 2009 is when Marvel acquired uh, Marvel acquired Disney. No, other way, Disney acquired Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Marvel couldn't Marvel couldn't acquire a sandwich by you know the 2000s. <laughs> um, it, it, it was things weren't great for the uh, for the company. Uh, no, <laughs> the only the only thing it had going for it was the fact that the Spider Man and X Men movies were incredibly popular. Yes. Um, uh, by 2009, the Iron Man movie had come out and was very successful. Um, so things started turning around with the Disney acquisition. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you mean being concerned when they bought Marvel? Oh, absolutely. Yep. I thought for oh, sure. No. I, I thought for sure that there weren't going to be comic books anymore. I just assumed Marvel yeah. would become a media franchise. Um. Uh, I, I just it just feel it just feels like Disney the Disney doesn't even really have like they have a publishing arm, but like not really, not for anything like this, you know, it's mostly like right. children's books and and some weird like art books from time to time. But even then they outsource a lot of that stuff. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, the thought the thought was like Disney's either uh, not gonna be making comic books anymore or there's gonna be some sort of weird like, you know, we're outsourcing all of that to IDW and all of their creators or whatever. It's like, they're the ones that get like how they were, like how they did with the movies back in the day where they're just like selling off the rights to Spider-Man. So some other like boom studios can make Spider-Man comics or something. Uh, Right. Was, was was like, but the real fear was that's like, Oh, there's not not going to be comic books anymore. Like best case scenario. They just, Oh, or like slim it down so much. Um, or basically they're, they're focus on the stuff that was. Yeah. 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 Uh, but like, luckily, luckily that uh, by and large, Disney has sort of kept out of Marvel's business. That's not to say they haven't gotten in the Marvel's business. They definitely they, have. They have. Uh, They've probably been more in the, the business of. Uh, Lucas, they've been in more Lucasfilm's business. Yeah, they've had their fingers in there because, like you know, with 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 the Mar- with the Marvel acquisition and everything, and, and the movie rights and all that stuff. Like, we know that Marvel was playing down. Like, they canceled the Fantastic Four series. Like, you know, uh, the X Men were taking a back seat while they were trying to push the Inhumans and, and things like that. 
um, that, that's probably Disney's biggest uh, sort of like wall that they put up in terms of what was going on in the comic book side of things. Right. Um, but by and large, like, yeah, they haven't really, uh, I mean, it, the, the Disney, the movies have definitely influenced the comics, but that's just natural. It's always been that way. Yep. You know, so, like, you know, Superman, the old Superman movies influenced the comic books, you know, from the seventies, the Christopher Reeve stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the the X Men cartoon influenced the comics and the 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 popularity of that. Like you know certain characters, like you know because of the popularity of the cartoon, you know characters that were popular but not as popular but were much more popular in the comics or ca- cartoon. Like Gambit would get like super pushes in the comic books, you know. Or Jubilee. Um, or Jubilee, yeah. Jubilee was always just sort of a like because like. Jubilee in the car- cartoon is taking on the role of Kitty Pride in the comics. Yes. Um, but yeah, Kitty Pride wasn't in the cartoon, so you know, in the same level. I mean, she popped up, but um because uh, like like the pilot was Pride of the X-Men, if you remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, Jubilee really got really got some popularity from the cartoon. And she became Wolverine's new sidekick in the comics, taking that yeah. spot the kid had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, things have sort of course corrected itself as time has drifted away from the um, cartoon, like Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride's a major part of the X Men universe now. Uh, yeah. It's really impressive because that was always the trajectory. Like back in the eighties and stuff, when they were introducing that character, it was clear that it was like Kitty Pride is one of the futures of the team. Um, you know, her trying to find her feet and like constantly changing her name and everything like shadow cat sprite you know yeah. <laughs> it's just um but like uh but yeah so disney's acquisition of of marvel um didn't really affect it uh any as as harsh as we thought it was going to it, if anything affected it more in a positive way i would yeah, say def- oh definitely the comic books were the comic books definitely got better afterwards yeah uh, they had been pretty trash uh, for years leading up to it, late '90s Marvel stuff, you know. We, we we just had one more day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and even things when you think of things like Heroes Reborn and all oh. that nonsense, um, and how miserable the uh, Avengers stuff was in like the late '90s and early thousands. Clone War, uh, Spider-Man Clone Saga. Yeah, the clone, the clone yeah. conspiracy, and, and and things like the maximum clonage. Uh, if you will remember, was a <laughs> the, the dearth of X books. Yeah, just yeah, everything. Every, they're, they're, yeah, you had X Men, X Force, X Factor, Wolverine. Uh, every B character had their own side story. New mutants. New mutants. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cable had his own book, and uh, you know, he had just 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 X Men. X Men was so popular for a while on Spider Man comics. They they had written on the cover the non mutant hero. Yeah. Uh, because it was that was it nobody was buying iron man nobody was buying thor nobody gave a rip about captain america it was spider-man and it was uh the x-men yep. and that was it. yep pretty much um yeah uh, yeah you go back there's so many it's funny to go back and read stuff from that era because it's amazing how it's like man i didn't read any of this yep. like and it's terrible 
it's almost all terrible. And, and the designs are miserable. Like we're going to give Captain America body armor because, you know, that's like, looks like Iron Man. <laughs> like, or, or, or let's put, just give Daredevil that armor. Or... Yeah. In the nineties, everyone got armor at one point. Even Spider-Man got armor. Yeah. Uh, Tony I Stark think... was really going to town in the nineties. I want to say the only, the only non X-Men Spider-Man book I was reading then was the Hulk, but that's just been, he's my favorite character. Yeah. And I, and I like the smart Hulk and Joe fix it. And that's, that's, that's when that one's going on. So yeah. Yeah, Smart Hulk stuff in particular was like the cornerstone of um, the Hulk books at the time. Um, so I just said I just showed you that X Men or Incredible Hulk four twenty uh, that I got the yeah. AIDS, AIDS special edition where God uh, man look that book up, my friends. That is yeah. a that is a roller coaster. Yeah, I. Uh... I used to, I had the uh, smart hold action figure from uh, remember the Hulk line from Toy Biz, and they made that smart Hulk with the glasses and the black tank top. Yeah, my sister she came over one day. She's like, "Why do you have a sexy Hulk on your on your on your bookshelf?" I'm like, I didn't realize it was a sexy Hulk. She goes, "Nope, that's a sexy Hulk." <laughs> I, I didn't. I, he really his head design was bonkers because yeah. he had like perfectly quaffed hair he had yeah. strong cheekbones and jawline and pouty lips <laughs> that, that handsome squidward meme yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because it's like where did that come from because it's implying that he's a more human version of the hulk but bruce banner was not a handsome man no uh and the hulk was definitely not even remotely yeah. okay looking so where did where did this face come from <laughs> yeah so it's like the, the, the stunningly handsome hulk yeah. <laughs> so now so now i refer to him as sexy hulk because of my sister stupid sexy hulk <laughs> sorry we're off the track uh, we're off the track because basically what i'm talking about is after after they marvel acquired um i said it again after disney acquired marvel yes uh uh bob Iger wanted them the company to just go through the marvel stuff and try to pick literally the idea was go try to find something obscure and we can make our own thing out of it uh and they succeeded boy did they find the most one of the most obscure things they could have found yep um with big hero six um and it was the uh, director of the winnie the pooh movie that we did very recently mm -hmm. Um, looking at Marvel database stuff and saw the characters. And he's like, I have never heard of these guys before. I thought the title was really cool. So I pitched it to Lassiter and here we go. <laughs> I would like to know, it says it was one of his five ideas and I would love to know what the other ideas were. Um, so hmm. uh, I, 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 I'd be curious to dig through the Disney archives and see what, uh, what uh, well, remember that 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 was that show on Disney Plus where uh, the guys like going through like trying to find the most obscure Marvel characters, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul Shear doing that. Paul Shear yeah. wasn't like the yeah uh, the Wild Pack or something like that. Where the, the Wild Pack, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the like things, like <laughs> one of the choices of like. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I mean, think about it. We're probably like Alpha Flight was probably too not obscure, but I can imagine it's like, let's do Alpha Flight. No, we're not doing the Canadian team. Get, out, get not, that out of your mind. You can't do a gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have. You could have marked you could have marked the hell out of Puck and Sasquatch though. But. I know, I was about to say Puck and Sasquatch would have been like that generation's uh Rocket and Groot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, but then look at the fact that Vindicator kind of sucks as a character. Yeah, yeah. That's the Vindicator, like when you had female Vindicator was at least slightly more interesting. Uh, yeah. uh what if Captain America was Canadian and also sucked ass? Yeah, what if Captain America what if, yeah, what if Captain America was just lame as hell? Yeah. And Canadian. <laughs> and, yeah. And what if Wolverine like knew him, but kind of didn't give a sh like two rips about him? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, so, uh, according to this, uh, members of the Marvel creative team were involved in the production, including Joe Quesadilla. <laughs> That's his name forever, I know. I know. Uh, Joe, Joe Quesada and uh, Jeff Loeb were involved in sort of helping it. Uh, um, oh, because Quesada was EIC at the time, right? Yeah, Quesada was... Um, uh, the chief was CCO, like the chief creative okay. officer, and uh, Jeff Loeb was head of TV, Marvel TV. Um, they should get Jim Shooter there just for the hell of it. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> like, sir, you haven't even worked here for like a decade. It was like, shut up. <laughs> here, I want you to look at this. I have a series of poor business decisions. We're going to do this. <laughs> Uh, and Marvel never had any interest in producing a comic for it, <laughs> which is great. Yep. Uh, Disney planned to reprint a Marvel version of Big Hero 6, but reportedly Marvel disagreed. <laughs> That's funny. We don't. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, eventually they came to an agreement and Yen Press published a manga adaption of Big Hero 6. Which mm. <laughs> so is interesting. Um, uh, yeah, apparently there was a bit of a rift between Disney and Marvel on this particular one. Uh, so, just for minor creative stuff. So, it's weird. I didn't really think there was any um, any issues with it, but it looks like yeah, it really it, worked. Was it Marvel being really precious with those characters? or it, 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 I, I think it's just Marvel, like not really understanding Disney's process when making an animated movie. Yeah. Casada uh, said the relationship between Hero and the robot has a very Disney flavor to it. And it's combined with these Marvel heroic arcs. So you can tell like it was too probably the, the, the character arcs were probably too Disney for their liking and probably more. They probably weren't as uh, you know how it is with Marvel. They want they want that drama, but they made a very simple uh, drama for the reason behind the characters doing what they do we know, probably marvel, wanted to make it more complicated <laughs> the marvel way is we're going to draw it out because what we yeah. do we we, we 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 start the story and then we make another movie that's unrelated to those characters but there's a piece of the story arc in it <laughs> yeah and it it did come up but they decided not to uh connect it to the marvel cinematic universe which would have been wild if they did because it's still brand new at the time because you know what, this movie, there's a lot of uh, 
Spider-Man. There's there's a lot of uh, Spider-Verse in this movie. Yeah, like there's a lot of like similar vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah. it is fun. So apparently the um, uh, when it comes to designing the robot, they wanted something um, new, something that was like not commonplace uh uh and they said that's very difficult let's see here's here's a quote from uh paul who uh was director of the movie i wanted a robot that we had never seen before and something to be wholly original that's a tough thing to do we've got a lot of robots in pop culture everything from the terminator to wally to c-3po on down the line not to mention japanese robots i won't go into that so <laughs> Like I'm not gonna go into the Japanese robots. This has like, no, this movie has nothing to do with Japan. Why would I mention the Japanese yeah. robots? Uh, so I wanted something original. Uh, so so with the, uh, the idea eventually came up to one of the um, artists came up with the idea of a huggable robot, mm. um, and the they they were influenced by. Um, uh, animes that were popular at the time, Gunbuster, uh, Eureka 7, Gurren Lagan, and even Evangelion were um, sort of influenced by, because it is like this sort of like mass produced appeal of the, a robot kind of thing. So. Right. And it was also inspired by Shogun Warriors. Um, you know, those toys, those, uh, right. You remember the show Warriors? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. uh there was a the, it, hero's got a drawing of like looks like one of the Shogun Warriors. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so so Baymax uh Baymax's design ended up <laughs> going through a lot of changes, uh basically because they weren't gonna do anything based off of the comic book design. But um and they even like took research research trips to uh like an a robotics institute that was funded by DARPA, you know. <laughs> so, um, and they did see there were uh, uh there were working on on uh robot. Uh, so that's where they ended up getting to the idea of Baymax with the um that from the vinyl robots that they were seeing mm -hmm. at this institute. It's I, I like his design. He's very Michelin Manny. Yeah, 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 very much, very, very much. Um, I, I, he's like it feels like a mascot. Uh, which, yeah. I mean, obviously, bit of a bummer because like it definitely has that sort of like we're gonna sell toys thing about it. But you know, at the same time, though, uh, it is a very warm, inviting. Uh, Design when he when he's not wearing the armor, right? So yeah, he, it's a good one. He just he just he looks like he's made like of of, of wind sock material. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like it's like like yeah, like he's made out of a kite. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could tell that it really is just like or, or like one of those like um inflatable sumo wrestling costumes. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Like it just looks like yeah, it looks like something I would like to like. You know, uh, one of those inflatable like punching bags, like you know, that yes. you like knock around and it returns to you. <laughs> oh, with, with the bozo face on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, 
uh, or like I had a, uh, a Rocky Balboa one at one point. <laughs> I think I actually had the Bozo one. What? I think I had the Bozo the Clown one. Oh, look at you. You're also older than me. So. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm making them, but just like. But uh, yeah, I like the movie, dude. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a charming, sweet little movie. Um, the post credit scene was only added to the film in 2014, August 2014, late into a production after co-director and his crew went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. He said it horrified us that people uh, were sat waiting for an end credits thing because of the Marvel DNA. We didn't want to we didn't want people to leave the movie disappointed. So the only reason it has the post credit scene is because because Marvel was doing it and they felt like, oh no. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute! They'd already been doing the in credit stuff up by then. That's I know, but they didn't. They I know, but they hadn't been seeing like oh, this production team hadn't God. seen any of that. So and when, they, and when they saw that people were hanging out after God. the movie was over, they were like, "Oh no, we messed up." <laughs> right. they, probably, they probably got like invited to the premiere or something. Yeah, because they're under the umbrella. It's like, oh, what? Yeah, I can just see, uh, like, but if, if if that's the case, then that means Stan Lee wasn't in the movie. <laughs> just the picture of him was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this movie, speaking of Rocky, uh, does have Eye of the Tiger for a few bars. Yes, it does. <laughs> which which is very happy. And it does have uh, Fallout Boy as the theme song. <laughs> yeah. Which... Eh. Uh, not a great song. No. Uh, Henry Jackman though did the uh, soundtrack, and he did a great job. I like it. Yep. Uh, Henry Jackman uh, is very much a superhero uh, composer. Uh, I will give you a rundown of movies that he has done the uh, music for. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, he did the movie. He did the music for Kick Ass. Okay. Uh, he did Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. He did X Men First Class. Okay, I like that song. Uh, he did GI Joe Retaliation. <laughs> he did Kick Ass Two. He did Captain Phillips. He did Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I, he this I, I like the Winter Soldier music. Oh yeah, that little screechy effect for Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingsman. Uh, <laughs> Civil War, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Kong, Skull Island, Jumanji, The Predator, Detective Pikachu. Okay. Yeah. It's a good list. Yeah. What what is this? Other. What is this other nonsense? It's just... Oh, he programmed the synthesizers for some movies too, like the Da Vinci Code <laughs> and The Dark Knight. <laughs> it says synthesizer programmer and arranger. <laughs> Freaking nerd. <laughs> yeah. And he also did the music for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And he did uh the uh <laughs> he did the music for the Commodore 64 version of MC Kids, the McDonald's platforming game from the early 90s. God. Uh, they, they, the Commodore 64 version of that game. Yeah. Uh and he did the music for uh uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, which uh, 
I love. I actually have that on uh, vinyl. I have that soundtrack on vinyl. Which reminds me, you should probably download that Uncharted collection since it's free right now. Yeah. Why the hell aren't you? Uh, he did win for best. Uh, uh, he's won some awards for his music. Let's see. Monsters. He did the, he did the music for Monsters vs. Aliens, which won him an ASCAP uh, award. Did he win any? Well, there's mostly the ASCAPs. And National Video Game Trade Reviewers for Uncharted 4. <laughs> so. The X-Men First Class soundtrack is actually very good. It's kind of yeah, understated, yeah. but um, uh, you don't really think of the music with X- the X-Men movies very much because they never really gave them a theme song. I, I um, like the Wolverine theme from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what um, that's called, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, like no, nobody really has like what you would consider a theme song. The movie doesn't have like the... Uh, yeah yeah you know and nothing i mean like i mean granted it's probably for the best because everyone would say yeah it's okay but it's no animated series <laughs> but i mean yes the, 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 the bar's pretty high yeah you, you, there's no there's no there's no beating the x-men the animated no series. it's really not yeah, the, the music in this one is fantastic. Yep. Um, uh, I really like Henry Jackman, and I think he did a great superhero score for this. Um, uh, let's see, when did it, this came out on home video on February 24th, 2015. Uh, Steven Siegel, who co-created the comic book Big Hero 6, criticized the Blu-ray featurette documenting the origins of the group for not mentioning Duncan Rouleau, who was a co-creator along with him. And the same thing with uh, the Big Hero 6 art book that came out at the time. So that's that's kind of crappy, Disney. But Disney's well known for just not giving uh, people their due credit for uh, things that they created. Uh, well, even back in the early days. Film it. <laughs> yeah. Like even back in the early days of Disney stuff, like the animators didn't get credit because it was yeah. like this isn't this this is just a studio film it's like it's walt disney's on the you know marquee so that's who's the man behind it all but uh, to, yeah. to be fair marvel is like oh yeah we've been doing that too yeah Mar- <laughs> it's like so it, it's you know perfect symmetry uh of the two companies <laughs> Uh, box office Big Hero Six d- earned two hundred and twenty-three million dollars in North America and four hundred and thirty-five million dollars overseas on a budget of one hundred and sixty-five million dollars. So uh, it did a okay. Yep. Uh, in North America, it was the second highest-grossing science fiction animated film. Uh. uh behind 2008's Wall-E and the second highest grossing animated superhero comedy behind The Incredibles and the third highest grossing Disney animated film behind uh, and is currently the third highest grossing behind Frozen and Frozen 2. Um, That tells you, like, this is the third highest grossing Disney animated film of all time. So it was a success. Uh, 
it was a big success. It earned $1.4 million on a Thursday night showing alone. Dang. Um, uh, which is a higher than the previews earned from Frozen and the Lego movie. Hmm. Um, on its opening day of November 7th, the film earned $15.8 million. Day- debuting at number two behind second behind it's a different sort of you know that's an uphill battle enough as it is uh but it dropped pretty hard um but just kind of stuck around for a while um but it still is it it was the uh at the time it was the walt disney animation studios second best opening weekend behind frozen uh frozen opened at 67.4 million so uh frozen yeah. frozen was uh you know 10 million dollars more <laughs> yeah but frozen was a monster too but it, yeah it, it's when you mentioned it, it just kind of dropped like it just kind of just it came out and then just kind of like all right it's gone now yeah, yeah. and it was it was well reviewed everyone like all like critics mostly liked it um it uh it, it uh yeah it's 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 it made a lot of money people that went to go see it liked it um and it even uh won best animated film that year uh so that's two disney films in a row to win the uh academy award like walt disney's animated features cuz i don't think we mentioned it when we did the frozen episode but it was that studio's first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Considering that that award was created because of Disney. Because films. of Disney. Uh, yeah. The award was introduced in 2001, which uh, was won by Shrek that year, uh, which just celebrated its 20th anniversary very, very, very recently as a recording. Holy crap. Which uh, very terrifying, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, to realize Shrek is 20 years old now. Um Time marches on, my friend. Uh, so, yeah. And so Disney's next film after Frozen is Big Hero 6. And it also wins the Academy Award for uh, Best Animated Film. So things are things have turned around for the studio at this point. Um, and from here on out, they don't make a terrible movie. Right. Um, there's a couple that are mediocre, but nothing's terrible. <laughs> nothing's as bad as some of the stuff that we've already talked about in the past yes, there's, there's nothing offensive going there's forward. No, yeah there's no chicken little there's no um oh what was the one that we've really really hated home on the range home on the range we hated we hated dinosaur dinosaur yeah i mean it made me for the maybe uh uh miss the halcyon days of fun and fancy free yeah <laughs> yeah um it it was nominated for best animated film at the baftas um, the Kids' Choice Award, it won Favorite Animated Film. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's break it down. Let's break down our favorite stuff to talk about here. Uh, hey, Nick. Yeah. Was there a video game? Of course. Of course. There were plenty of video games all across the board. It was in Disney Infinity. Uh, and it, and it even like, this is one where I can definitively say that it has 
because in the most recent Kingdom Hearts, one of the stages is San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, uh, that's an actual world. It's not just like you know, oh, you get to use a character from you know whatever. It's it's right. it's that world. It is the Big Hero Six world, which is the only Marvel appearance technically in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. So there you go. That was interesting. Um, Not surprising. Well, if any, it just come out right around around the time this movie, right? Yes. Uh, no. Or yeah, I. When did Infinity come out? I think, I think the Toys of Life stuff had just really started to. Yeah. Take uh, off. Let's see. Hero and Baymax were. Let's see. Yeah, it says. It the original one came out in two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Uh, and Big Hero Six is uh, yeah, 2015. So okay. I didn't realize. I, I boy, I didn't realize Disney Infinity is that old. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, because uh, you had because Amiibo, you had Amiibo, Infinity, yeah. and uh, Dimensions. Yeah, Infinity 2.0 was released in 2014. So yeah, in Skylanders. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. You also had uh, Big Hero 6, Battle in the Bay, which was released for the 3DS and regular DS. Uh, it also was released in a two-pack on the DS, which included Olaf's Quest from Disney Frozen on one cartridge. Uh, there was a mobile game called Bot Fight, uh, which was a match-three game. <laughs> Yeah, well, which kind of tells you, like, when she started getting the point, like, oh, there's a mobile game for it. Yeah. Now you can tell <laughs> that tells you how recent these movies are. Uh, was there uh, Happy Meal stuff? Of course. Of course there was. Uh, there were very cute, like, uh, like, because there, there was, like, uh, I feel like there was something, like, for the like the cartoon that's out now, uh, I don't know if there's anything when it was brand new. Let me see here. I think I think the Big Hero Six stuff was like when the cartoon came okay. to like Disney. Uh, it's hard uh, to imagine like any Disney movie. Yeah, but, yeah, but this was also one of the big ones where like Funko Pops are now a big huge thing. So this there was a it was a big push for Funko Pops when. Uh, Right. When this when this movie came out, like, you know, giant size uh uh Baymax and stuff like that. And uh Bandai actually made the toys for uh the movie, which makes a lot of sense. That's probably the most Japanese decision that they made, uh considering this, <laughs> this movie. Uh, I, I'm seeing a thing. Uh, apparently uh the tie-in was Subway. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, I've got to look it up. Yeah, Subway Kids Meal, Big Hero 6. Look at that. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. But that's, I, that's I do like freaking weird. I do like the little bags. Yeah, me too. Those are kind of those are kind of cute. But like okay. you def, they don't do tie-ins for anything. Yeah, I can't remember any other. Like the only time I remember another tie-in was uh they definitely did a uh, like, oh, I think the Uncharted, Uncharted Three, 
did a, a tie-in with Subway <laughs> where you could yeah. unlock it. Where you can yeah. like the cup lets you unlock a subway T-shirt for the video game, right? Yeah, but like, and like and like Nathan Drake was like, you could get like a sandwich. He was like in the commercial with a sandwich. Yeah, that was that, but oh. that but there wasn't toys. They typically don't have like, you know, here's a little like, uh, plastic bobble. To- <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like if you take your kids, like, hey, kids, we're gonna go to a, we're gonna go have food. Yay. We're going to Subway. Eat fresh, kids. Guys, kids want a cold cut trio. Yeah, I wonder what the I wonder what the kids' choice, the sandwich of choice for a child is at uh, uh, Subway. Like, <laughs> uh, I will tell you uh, from experience, just ham and cheese. I mean, that makes sense. Kids love cheese. Just ham and cheese, no vegetables, maybe some mayo, but there might not be a speck of green on that thing. <laughs> ham and cheese. Sure glad we came here and I spent six dollars on this sandwich. <laughs> they get and they get they got apple slices. <laughs> yeah. Just go to McDonald's, I don't care. Yeah, get him a get him a thing of baked Lay's potato chips. Yeah, I like baked Lay's. How dare you? <laughs> Look, what I will say is this, but some way, they, their cookies are good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't particularly like smelling like smelling like a dry cleaning bag for the rest of the day after we eat there, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you have no choice. Sometimes you have no choice. Uh, theme park stuff, Nick. Is there theme park I stuff? Don't believe so. There is not. Uh, I mean, there are characters. Sure, uh, but that's kind of basically it. Uh, curious unless there's something in like china or something uh which is very which is very possible i feel like there is oh yeah see there's there is a the happy ride with baymax is opening at tokyo disneyland on uh was supposed to open last year but i don't know if that happened Uh, Why? (laughs) so there is a ride coming to tokyo disney well yeah which makes sense yeah um, so, so you got that, and it would be funny if they like snuck in some stuff into Avengers Academy in, yeah. uh, uh, in uh, uh, California Adventure. Uh, it's funny that they're not allowed to call Avengers Academy Marvel's Avengers Academy. Uh, they cannot use Marvel as the branding for the title of that land. Why is that? Because it's still part of the deal with Universal. Oh, so you like Universal is still kind of it's it's still tricky with that with those rights issues and stuff, so. right? Because there was a Marvel stuff at Universal Studios because Universal Studios still has the Islands of Adventure, and so anything I forget, you know, anything east of the you know Mississippi is uh Universal territory. It's like Old Man Logan where they cut up the map and yeah. it's like, this is Doom Country, this is <laughs> this is the Hulk lands, can't go there. Um, Red Skull Land. Uh, it's basically that. Uh, so the reason uh, that's why they're not doing Avengers Campus at Disney World, but they are building a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster there uh, for the same reason we talked about uh, earlier in the show, because that version of Guardians of the Galaxy didn't exist when that deal was made. Right. So, t- you know, that team it was created in 2008 and 
So they get to exist. They're not part of that deal. They're not part. They're not Spider-Man or Captain America or Iron Man or the Hulk, you know, so they can just exist at uh, uh, Universal and the Guardians get to exist at Disney World and the East Coast. So there you go. Universal hold on to those rights out of spite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it, it, it would be very expensive to uh, change all of that. Right. They they still technically own Namor, correct? I think that might have finally cleaned up. I think that's done for. I I, I don't think there are very many. Um, I think Paramount still has the Hulk. That's why. Uh, that's why it's not on Disney Plus. That's why it's not on Disney Plus, and why they don't do standalone. That's why he was in Thor and the mm-hmm. Avengers, but not his own thing. Which is why I think he's also going to be in the She-Hulk series. Right. Uh, because as, as long as it's not a standalone thing, they don't have to give Paramount all of the money for it. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but I feel like there is a couple of like stragglers. I don't think Namor is part of that anymore. I think they recently, and, and Disney just got back Punisher and Daredevil. Like they just recently got them back whole hog. Nice. Um, so you got that going for them. Uh, yeah. So, and I think the cartoon stuff is still kind of funky. Uh, <laughs> I think there's some cartoon stuff that's not, because at the time, uh, Marvel could still, like Marvel was still able to do, they could have done an X-Men animated series, but not make X-Men movies because Fox still owned that stuff. So I think there's a lot, there's some weird like animation stuff. that might Because be you, had, you had Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, which was a good show. That was a good show. It was all right. I like that show. Um, so, were there any sequels, Nick? The Big Hero uh, does a TV show count? Yes, because it picks up immediately after the show and okay. is directly tied into the series. Um, I watched the first episode today because I'd never seen it before, and it's not great. It's definitely a kids' show because it was like Disney XD. Okay. Um, well, hey, DuckTales is good. Yeah, uh, but uh, and pretty much everyone's back except for TJ Miller and um, Wayans. Okay, but everyone else is back um, for it. So Jim's probably you said it's popped up a few times. Yeah, I, I'm assuming as like archival um, okay. uh, stuff because the character is you know dead. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like in terms of like, oh, right. right. In terms of di- comic book, like, you yeah, know, Disney, uh, you might as well just be. We're not paying him. People, people don't people don't break out of jail in uh in in, yeah. in Disney cartoons. We're <laughs> we'll recording studio for four hours on a Friday. Yeah, and there is a there is a Disney Plus Baymax show coming. Okay. Um, and what's very very interesting about that Baymax show is that this is it's going to be the first ever TV series that's actually being produced by the Walt Disney Animation Studio. Oh wow. Uh the the studio has never produced a television series before. Um and, and because pretty much everything is like like the like the Big Hero 6 cartoon is Disney TV animation. Like that's the studio that's doing it, you know. Um and pretty much anything. All the spin-offs all of this kind of stuff is typically done by a different studio, but this is the first time 
that Disney Animation Studio will be doing a TV series. So I'm really fa- interested in seeing what becomes of that. Um, I have a th- my sinking suspicion is that they probably were initially probably going to make these like shorts that ran before films. Mm-hmm. And then just like, let's get content for Disney Plus. So now they're doing it's called Baymax with an exclamation point. Uh, and it is him working as a nurse around, you know, San Francisco or whatever they call it. Okay. So that's the premise of the show. So it's yeah. after Ash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I, I'll be interested in checking that out. I think that'll be an interesting thing. Um, we'll talk about, we'll wrap it up with one of our little games that we play at the end here. Where we talk about the, uh, movies of 2015. Um, I think we'll just do the top 10. Okay. Uh, or the top 10 grossest, grossest, grossing. Yeah, <laughs> it's looking. Yeah. Studio nasties. Uh, <laughs> Gross out. Uh, is this, is this right? Was it, was it 2000? Oh no, it's 2014, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. I did 2015 and I saw uh, Force Awakens and I'm like, well, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go there we go the top 10 highest grossing movies of 2014 are you do you know what the number one highest grossing movie of the year is 2014 I, I don't think you'll get it but uh i'll give you a shot i always like to see what people if people can think back on uh, the year in the year 2014 um... Oh God! Let me think. Trump wasn't president yet. <laughs> Salad days of 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 of, of um, animated, not animated, of uh, uh, superhero. Uh, John Wick came out twenty fourteen, right? Films. <laughs> Sorry, you cut off there for a minute. Oh no, no, nothing. It was just, it was just more joking. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just... Uh, was it John Wick? It was not John Wick, although it was a gun-based movie. <laughs> uh, don't know then. American Sniper. Oh, that was the highest-grossing movie of the year. Uh, keep in mind, this is domestic. I don't do international for this. Cool. It's, so the highest grossing movie of the year in 2014 with $350 million domestically is American Sniper. That guy's not a not a dirtbag at all. No, no. A, a, a true American hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, not a political podcast at all. Not, not, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh he, he he can rot in a hole. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh number two, uh the Hunger Games, Mocking Jay, part one. Oh, okay. Uh, 330, 337 million dollars domestic. That one I've seen. That's uh, yeah. I I like the I, Hunger Games movies. I think you've seen several of the movies on this list this time. Okay. Uh, number three. Guardians of the Galaxy. Never heard of it. <laughs> $333 million. So movie about space. It's a sp- it's a movie that takes place in space where the dumbass from Parks and Recreation uh-huh. hangs out 
hangs out with a tree and a raccoon on a uh, spaceship. So yeah. Okay, who else is in that movie? Uh, you remember uh, the guy that was um, Devon Dudley's deacon when he was doing oh, the uh, yeah. event? Yeah, 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 he's, he's revolution, dead. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his 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 songs are playing at a point, right? <laughs> should have been on the soundtrack. Should have, should have. Yeah. Wasn't eighties enough for uh, James Gunn to? I I love the first Guardians. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorite movies. Yep. I, I've I've seen that movie so many times. Yep. Uh, uh, number four is I think most people would agree is the best Marvel movie of the bunch. Captain America, the winter soldier. Uh, it's, it's so good. Boy. It's so good. I actually it's, like civil war more. How do you? <laughs> I love civil war. Uh, winter soldier is not just a good, like comic book movie, but it's also just like a good movie. <laughs> like, good it is such, movie it's a, it's a political film thriller like yeah. it, it only gets kind of it only gets wacky a couple of times like like zola or whatever you know like that's really the, for the <laughs> most part it's pretty well grounded like even the concept of sh like you know a, a covert operation going on to steal uh s secret weapons technology and right whatever. like uh, and we, we know we all did all of us who'd been reading comics for you know a while like oh okay well we know who the winter soldier is yeah yeah uh, I, I really like the uh, Natasha. Uh, Listen, um, comic book series. What that comic book series of the Winter Soldier was uh, was like. It's <laughs> it's what like saved Captain America. Yep. Like that that comic book series, nobody gave a rip about anymore. And then you hand it over to uh, Ed Brubaker, and he just like reinvented Captain America and made one of the singular best Captain America runs of all time. I love Brubaker. He did yeah. he's done some incredible comic books. Because um, Cap haven't been hadn't been relevant since Civil War when they when they killed him. Killed him. And that was yeah. like yeah that was like the big thing. That was the biggest part of that whole that was almost like seven seven eight years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brubaker's had a heck of a uh, yeah. comic book career uh he even did some X-Men stuff for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, the Winter Soldier character itself is great. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you, I care about Bucky now. For the for the longest time, there were only two rules in the um uh, like Marvel Universe when it came to death. There were only him and uh, Bucky and Uncle Ben were the only two characters that stayed dead. Right. And that was sort of a rule. You can't bring back Uncle Ben and you can't bring back Bucky. Um but he came up with such a compelling story that even they couldn't deny it anymore. That 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 idea is brilliant. That the Russians found him, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and yes, and use him as a yeah. as a as a tool for espionage and murder yeah. political. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what so if we yeah. did the Red Hood, but like not crappy? Oh. Yeah. What if the Red Hood was good? Here we go. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Really make the DC people mad with that one. Ah, uh, hell, guys. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know, you know better than we do. Yeah, you know better than anyone that DC stuff tends to just be garbage. Yep. <laughs> and I love DC stuff. 
this this man owns has has the uh, the the app for the comic books. He <laughs> yes. gave me the, he, he shared his log with me like months ago, and I still haven't gotten around to it. That's how little I care about DC. <laughs> Come on, man, you got to read Emerald Archers. It's where Green Arrow goes to Seattle. <laughs> I, 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 I will read Darkest Night at some point. Okay, there we there. go. Uh, number five, the Lego movie. I love the Lego movie. Me too. Two Chris Pratt movies, huh? Yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt was dominating uh, like the world uh, like immediately after this because uh, like Jurassic World is just around the corner too. Yeah. And that was a massive thing. Yeah, uh, Lego movie is really fun. Yeah, it's actually funny. It's um, legitimately funny, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, and, and it's sweet. Like I like the live action parts of it. Like the Will Ferrell stuff is also like genuinely sweet. Yep. So, um, yeah. So number six, the Hobbit, the battle of the five armies. I still can't remember if that's the one I fall asleep to. Probably not. I don't know. Well, I don't know which one that is. Uh, is it one? Is it two or three? I don't know, man. It's, it's the third. It's the, the last third. one. It's the last one. It's we we have to stretch this out to three movies. Yeah, this is because this we're... is this is uh Peter Jackson uh really just saying I can't leave anything on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Uh which is very much his uh his thing. Uh because uh I love King Kong. You love King Kong, right, Nick? Yes. Everyone I, I, loves King Kong. I, King Kong, King Kong is an hour and a half of story that he yep. was able to stretch into three hours of content. Yep. And that is yep. unacceptable. Yep. It's not yep. like it's yep. Kong Skull Island where they created their own original story with King Kong. He is retelling the original King Kong story for over three hours. And I hate yep. it. Yes. <laughs> I would rather watch the 1970s, you know, De Laurentiis King Kong. I was just about to say that. Yeah. And that movie is freaking hot garbage, and I was still going to watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number seven, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Is that the fourth one? <laughs> it's the uh, yeah, it's the fourth one. Because I think uh, I think I tapped out after twenty minutes of Revenge of the Fallen, so it's I was the, it's off. the first. It's the first one with Marky Mark. Uh, uh, I, I had already jumped off the Astro train at that point. <laughs> I think yeah, it's the, I think it's the one where they introduce the Dinobots. Uh, okay, which is, is oh wait, there's Merlin or something in it. No, that's the next one. Okay, God damn. Uh, the next one. Let me tell you. No the movie's hot no. garbage. No. But the next one starts off with Merlin, as in the wizard Merlin, getting God. his magic staff from uh, Cybertronians. Jesus, uh, God, stop! And also, and also, Earth is Unicron. Oh, um, for heaven's sake! Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. God. Number eight, oh. Maleficent. You know what? I've never seen Maleficent. Really. It's good. You yeah. should watch Maleficent. It's a good movie. It really is. Is that the reason we got that really bad Disney TV show with the villains and stuff? I think that, the Descendants. Yes. Yeah, I think what that's what. Yeah. 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 
yeah, I think so. I feel right. like that, yeah. I mean, that is good. I haven't seen the sequel, but the original one's good. Does, does, it, does it describe like why didn't you just make everything a spindle? <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's, that's, uh, a, that's a callback, folks. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we call a throwback, a, a callback. Yeah. A great spindle debate of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't she just make everything? Make everything a spindle. Yeah. You could. You have infinite powers. You could just make it rain spindles. Make it rain spindles. <laughs> yeah. And have her reach into the kitchen drawer to pull out a spoon. Oh, oops! All spindles. It's like <laughs> it's a spindle. <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta brush your teeth. Okay, here's your toothbrush. Ah, spindled. <laughs> Will be a real shame if your teeth got spindled. <laughs> she's bound to she's bound to prick her finger on a spindle at some point if you just replace everything. It's like those yes. old like we've replaced his uh, his shampoo with our shampoo. <laughs> You're not drinking Colombian crystals. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's folders. Uh, number nine, X Men: Days of Future Past. I like Days of Future Past. Hell yeah! It's funny when you think back and you look at like the first X Men movie and even the second X Men movie. There was no part of your brain that said like, "Yeah, they'll do Days of Future Past." Yeah, that's where they're. That's where this is all leading to. Nope. Days of Future Past. Never. Yeah. I, I, the, the I can't tell if this is. Because yeah, so, so I was talking with somebody about this recently about how, you know, Wolverine, his body is kind of supposed to say the same, right? Yeah. And just how freaking yoked you, Jackman, is <laughs> in, the, in the latter part of the X Men movies. Yeah. And this might, and this, this, or the Wolverine might be the most yo, dude. You're yeah. on the game. <laughs> when he first. Go uh, pops up in the past and he's shirtless with that lady. Yeah. It's yeah. just like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's okay, shit. Okay. just so like okay. I get it. We get it. You're we just showing it. off now. You work out yeah. enough. Yeah. You, you won. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Like, remember when? the first Avengers movie ended with a teaser for Thanos. Yeah. And your brain is just like, are they going to do the infinity gauntlet? Yes. There's no way they're going to do the infinity gauntlet. That's crazy. That's like comic book movies. Don't get bonkers like that. Like the Avengers was about as bonkers as they had ever gotten by this point. Right. Like, like oh, look, he's a big bad, like in the, in the first yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah, like it's like, but then it's like, then they announce ranking a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and you're like, wait a minute, they're going bonkers, aren't they? Yeah. They're gonna do the Infinity Gauntlet, aren't they? And when it became obvious that that was what the choice was, it was just like, oh my god, how like it? That's the dream, right? Like, right. When, when they start making these comics, you always want to see like the one, right? And and when it comes to marvel stuff when it comes to the avengers stuff it's like what do you like your choices are you either you either want them to do secret wars or the infinity gauntlet you know or like maybe, maybe dark phoenix dark phoenix but like but you don't really think of dark phoenix as like i'm talking about like you know avengers size kind of like the a bit of everyone like yeah dark phoenix is that way but you really more think of that what, what's what's left now the onslaught saga the x-men um but 
I say no. I was just saying, like with with uh, the Phoenix Saga, like you kind of see that more as an X Men thing, as it right. is. I, I'm talking about like just the Marvel universe as a whole, right? But like, um, but Onslaught Saga is probably the last one they could do, right? Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, but like, so yeah, so like the dream, like they did Days of Future Past with X Men, like yeah. that was clearly going to be like the big X Men one. Yep, just like how. Just, just like how we got the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, that's the dream one. Like I was saying. With with the Avengers stuff, like the dream. With, like, with the Marvel big crossover event stuff. Like, you got one of the dreams. You know, you got... It, 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 they even did some of the minor stuff. Like, it's cool that they did Civil War. Right. Like, it makes... Like, it was never a big... Retroactively, it's become a big comic book storyline. But you'll remember when Civil War happened. Nobody really cared for it. Uh, I um, mean, I was into it, but I remember just remember the joke. Yeah. We had goofs going on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, which side you were on? But, which side yeah. you were on? Yeah, but like, but as as a storyline one, it wasn't particularly huge, and people were kind of mad with the outcome of it. Yes, it uh, was because because it, because it, it fractured everything to a weird degree. Um, and, and at the time, the the mutants were decimated, and you're not so you know they're already struggling, and. Uh, now you have this civil war stuff going on and captain America has been murdered in the streets <laughs> and it just like, again, it, retroactively it's become more popular than it is now. They did even have a sequel to it and everything yeah. at, the time, at the time. It was just a big event, but it wasn't particularly well received. And it kind it's of like, Hey, do you like Tony Stark? Well, guess what? Now he's an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Well now you won't. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And, and, and Peter Parker made the worst decision of his life. Uh, literally, because that's what led to one more day. One more day, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, so, so yeah, so yeah, so you know they've tried and failed twice at doing the Phoenix Saga. Um, we got I, Days of Future Past. We got the Infinity Gauntlet. Got the Infinity Gauntlet. So yeah, I, I would love to see Secret Wars movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, that be, feels. That feels like I don't know how you do that. I don't know what the setup for like with the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. It makes a lot of sense, like the way because like it really is, you know, the Thanos quest. You know, you, right. you do the hunting the stones stuff. Like that makes sense. There, there's a MacGuffin. There's not yeah. really much of a MacGuffin for a Secret Wars event. It's just a dude that is like, ha <laughs> I'd be, I'd be okay for onslaught if they pull it off. Yeah, there's be, so much, so much has to happen for onslaught. I would, I always hoped they would do a fatal attractions storyline. Yes, in, yes, in, absolutely. In, in there, because in order for onslaught to work, you need to have that event. Yes, like not necessarily that exact event, but the ending to that event where Charles finally snaps and just erases Magneto's like mindscape entirely and just leaves Wolverine. him comatose with no brain freak waves. Wolverine getting his adamantium leech is the catalyst. Yeah. 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 Charles, yeah. Charles my head. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. So, so yeah, Fatal Attractions would have been a cool story sure would. to have played off. Uh, or even uh, Executioner's Song, maybe. Executioner's Song. Uh, every, every issue, every ticket comes polybagged with a trick with a collector's card. Uh, <laughs> you get the flow card. The best executioner's song is the greatest thing because you can get an entire run of that series of that crossover event for like five bucks. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
they overproduced them and they're all still mint in their original bag with trading card baby yeah those are like those are the ones like if you went to like a uh books a million or one of those places where it's like hey we got comic books it's the whole run of this <laughs> yeah yeah you go to uh, there's this <laughs> there's this uh half price books out here does this like sale they haven't done it in a while because uh eh, world's a little bit of a hellscape still mm -hmm. um but uh you used to be able to go to the, like warehouse and it was just like hey bring a bag and or not bring a bag well hand you a bag and it's like 20 bucks for whatever you can fit in the bag as long as the handles close and they have just bins filled with books dvds and comics and everything you can just dig through and just collect as much stuff as you can uh i got a shit ton of x-force and x-factor comics uh nice from this thing because and, and so many of them are executioner's song crossover and yep. stuff and, and there's so much oh, of that stuff and it's like so it's like yeah it, it's just it's ridiculous how how easy it is to get uh that stuff it's a guilty think, pleasure what, that arc yeah, is a guilty pleasure of mine yeah i wonder what else like x-men wise like what else would be an interesting story for them to tackle uh, age of apocalypse maybe yeah yeah that would be fun uh but that, that's just one of those things. Like, they really have to commit and start going. Like, because, like, what fun is Age of Apocalypse if you don't have, like, you know, your continuity set in place? Right. Um, yeah. I, I, like. I, maybe, yeah, some I, of, maybe some of the what if stuff we're, we're, we'll be getting this year could be. Yeah. And there's always been that. Um, th there was this, the rumor that uh, their big plan for Wolverine is to do an anthology series. Okay. Uh, where it's just like every season is just like a new like era for Wolverine or whatever you know it's like hey this is this one now it's this now it's that now it's you know it's it's not really necessarily an overarching story it's just showing Wolverine through history kind of thing so like you know you very well could easily be getting a 60s era you know Wolverine in Vietnam or whatever kind of thing or when he when he was when he was doing stuff with the cap in the 40s yeah yeah or, or you know he was you know him and him and with Alpha Flight in the 80s or whatever you know yeah. kind of nonsense um so so that's always that's been the rumor for Wolverine and and you could really do some interesting stuff with that uh there's a lot of fun Wolverine stories to tell. He's always had a lot of his, a lot of his standalone stuff has always been really good. Um, just because oh. they do, just because, the, you know, in the nineties is when he got so big and there was just so much of it. Um, but they've kind of covered most of the, cause they've always, yeah. they've kind of covered weapon X a little bit. Yeah. And did Origin. And so yeah. it just, it, it's in the J Japanese stuff. So yeah. I don't know where you yeah. go from yeah, I don't know what I don't know. Like clearly, like yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what they. I I hope that we actually just get a lot of team stuff. You yeah, know, we don't really get a whole lot of team stuff with this with with the X Men. I mean, they like you know my, my favorite X Men story is the God loves man kills story. Yeah, and that's basically what uh, X Men Two is. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I'll be interested to see what Disney ends up doing with the x-men because there the thing that's but the thing about the x-men is that all because claremont did it for so long that the stories are just all just sort of long form storytelling mm -hmm. um they're very there really isn't a whole lot of like up until very recently but even like recently some of those stories like you know uh, 
second coming or like Messiah and stuff like that, where it's like, these are all stories that need continuity. Like, yeah, you can do the story where the X-Men are, are having the fight off vampires. Sure. But like, what good is that when there's no established continuity previously? Like maybe the um, giant size X-Men number one, where, Xavier has to put, is putting together a team to save his students from Krakoa or whatever, you know? I mean, that's uh, a good way to reboot the franchise. Yeah. Were you going to do that? Yeah. So, oh yeah, that'll be fun. Anyways, number 10 of the year is Big Hero 6. Uh, Never heard of it. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, a boy and his robot. It's about a sandwich because there was a subway thing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, is that why it was a subway tie-in? Oh my God. <laughs> because it's a hero sandwich and oh it's a my sandwich. god i hope not please tell me that's not why it was a tie that was a tie-in for it oh my god uh did anything else interesting come out this year that jack ryan movie came out i really liked that movie i mentioned john wick yeah uh i frankenstein that movie sucks it... i don't hate it but I don't like it. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I like Aaron Eckert a lot. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Victor Frankenstein with, okay. uh, with, with a uh, freaking, uh, Oh, uh, 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 McAvoy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's all right. That's an all right movie. Yeah. Uh, 300 sequel came out. Oh God. That's right. Uh, the Mr. Peabody and Sherman movie came out. Need for Speed came out with uh yeah the Need for Speed movie came out uh even though the Fast and Furious movies pretty much took off took took off from the Need for Speed movie a game right yeah basically uh Veronica Mars oh right they made a movie of Veronica Mars was that kickstarted or something wasn't it? I believe so I like this like. Yeah, uh, God's Not Dead, the Kevin Sorbo God movie. Oh Lord! Uh, the Muppets Most Wanted. Didn't see the Muppets Most Wanted. I did. It's okay. Yeah. Oculus, which is actually pretty good as a as far as horror movies go, and it's a WWE film. <laughs> it's also a thing uh, that uh, Facebook owns. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it stars uh, Karen. Uh, 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 what's the what's her nose? The doctor Amy Pond. Uh, uh, oh, Karen Gilliam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nebula. Well, I don't watch Doctor Who, but I know it's Amy Pond. Shut up. <laughs> you know, you know enough, sir. I know enough. I know it's Amy Pond because right. when she was cast as Nebula, that's like Amy Pond cast as Nebula. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Do you think Mark Webb got that job simply because of his last name? Sure did. <laughs> also, do you hope the rumor is true that Jimmy Fox is coming back as Electro? In the, in it's, the... It does not sound like it's just a rumor. It seems like that is 100%. Because, like, they have interviewed uh, uh, Dr. Octopus. I, I His name is... Oh, uh, 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 yeah, um... God, what is this, the man's name? He was in the best Spider-Man, or well, the be, best of the first three. Uh, yeah, uh, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. 
Alfred Alfred. Molina, like they've they've interviewed him and he's talking about reprising the role and and doing it and everything. So it's like, it it, it would, if he's in it, if it's for sure he's in it, then it's for sure Jamie Foxx is in it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to appear in it. I I think Garfield and McGuire are kind of like, eh, we're not going to be in it, but. Yeah, I think they're just playing. I think they're doing the opposite of uh, yeah of, of the of Holland. Holland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Godzilla came out. I like King of the Monsters better than the first Godzilla. Oh, I know. I, I, I hate the first Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bad. They do everything in their power to make sure you never see Godzilla fight a monster. <laughs> hey, what's the what's the best thing about the first two Godzilla movies? The music. <laughs> well, okay, well, the music in the second one, yeah. but but I was a kid watching. Ken Watanabe is like yeah. the best actor in the entire thing. Yes. Uh, anything else? X Men: Days of Future Past, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Edge of Tomorrow. That's a great movie. Is that the Live Die Repeat one? Yeah. With Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. And the yeah. manga is titled "All You Need Is Kill." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jersey Boys. Oh, the based on the Broadway show, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I own that. Yeah, me too. Snowpiercer, the Bong Joon Ho movie with Chris Evans. Right, which is now a TNT show or something like that. Yeah, well, it was originally a comic book. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and then Bong Joon Ho, known as from uh, Parasite uh, fame. Uh, made a made that was his probably his first big movie, I guess. Right. Because, uh, but even though, um, oh, what was the what was that? What was his 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 first major uh, one? That was the host. The host. Okay. The host is such a good movie because it's like uh, it, it's like a monster film that's kind of a dark comedy in its own way. It's great. Uh, so yeah, watch the host. Let's see, planes, fire and rescue, the purge, anarchy. Oh God, Dwayne Johnson's Hercules. Oh right, that that movie was a thing. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The uh, Michael Bay one. Yeah. Huh. Megan Megan Fox and Will Arnett. Or uh, as I called it in our uh, Disney public radio, the Teenaged Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenaged. <laughs> uh, the Expendables Three. <laughs> I've stopped it too. I think I stopped it too. Yeah, uh, Leprechaun Origins, starring Dylan Postel. <laughs> yep. Oh, another WWE films. Yeah, starring. Yep. Yeah, it's so f- Leprechaun Origins, starring the guy that played Hornswoggle. But- <laughs> The Isn't leprechaun. Barely in it. I mean, he's the leprechaun in it, but yeah, he's kind of barely in it. It's like the camera is him. Yeah. yeah. Sin City, a dame to kill for. Oh, right. Yeah. Atlas Shrugged, part three. Mm. Uh, a Walk Among the Tombstones. The Maze Runner. Uh, the, ooh, the Box Trolls. That's a great movie. I got nothing for any of these. Man. <laughs> oh man, you haven't seen the Box Trolls? No. Have you seen any of those movies from that studio? Nope. 
Oh, come on. You got to watch some of those. You have to have seen something from that studio. Did you see Coraline? Uh, not all of it. Uh, Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings. No. no okay. Well, watch those movies. The Equalizer. Okay. No, Jason Statham. No, Denzel. No, no, Denzel. Yeah. yeah. No, what do we have to think? I actually like yeah. the first Equalizer. Equalizer's great. Yeah. Isn't there, isn't there a TV series that sucks? It's the Vicky TV shows with Prima Latifah. Yeah. This is this isn't that that the era where it's like, hey, old uh, actor, we're gonna make you like a retired badass guy. Yeah. So, you know, it's like uh, start with like Taken and kind of branch off from there. Yeah, they did that shooter TV series. You remember? Because I, I was thinking of just like all of those movies that are now getting like updated for TV shows because because you got the Equalizer and you got Shooter and you got something else that's out there now too that's it's getting ridiculous. Hey, Annabelle came out this year. This uh, I like those movies. Those Conjuring movies aren't all great, but they get the job done. They're still making more of them. I saw pretty. Oh, yeah. I think one years ago. I, yeah, because there's one that's just about to. The devil made me do it. Yeah, it's like the Conjuring Four. I was like, huh. yeah, that one looks good. I'm gonna see that. It's on HBO Max. So. Yeah, Gone Girl came out this year. That was a big movie. Uh, Left Behind, the remake. Oh, Lord. Starring, you know, who starred in that? The new, the Left Behind remake, right? Not Kurt Cameron. Nope, Nicolas Cage. Oh, right. So if you want to see that, then you go. Did, Dracula. Did I, oh, Dracula Untold? Yeah. Eh, you know. With, with Luke Evans. Here's the thing about that movie. <laughs> I wanted to like that movie. Yeah. Uh Oh, Whiplash came out this year. Whiplash. J.K. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Get to let him yell at people. That's a great movie. Uh, Birdman. Oh, the Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. Birdman, where he's definitely not playing Batman, that's for sure. <laughs> Dear White People. Fury. Is that the is that the World War II movie with Brad Pitt? Yes, it is. And Shia LaBeouf. Nightcrawler. Oh, look, uh, Kurt Wagner, um, where he's... Yeah. Yeah, Jake he, Gyllenhaal is Kurt Wagner. He's Kurt Wagner. He can he just he just teleports away. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, not so, it's not so much teleporting as he goes into a alternate dimension that is in the uh, underworld and mm -hmm. he reappears elsewhere. That's why he right. leaves, that's why he leaves behind a trail of sulfury smell. In brimstone, uh, yes. In brimstone, yes. Correct. Uh, his father is uh, Satan, uh, <laughs> not Mephisto. A different Marvel, a different Satan in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Mystique's maybe his mom. We don't know. Probably his mom. Yeah. Ouija. The Ouija movie came out this year. Uh, Interstellar came out this year. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, Foxcatcher, Dumb and Dumber Two, Horrible Bosses Two, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Inherit God. Vice. It's a terrible year for movies. What? Well, I mean, the second half in particular is, yeah, it's is, is Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. <laughs> yeah. Big Eyes, Tim Burton's weird thing. The interview. Remember the interview? Oh, yeah. The whole that was a Sony leak. 
Yeah, that was the yeah. yeah, that was the one that North Korea was was trying to stop from coming out. Yeah. That's how we find out with the Spider Man thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how we knew that yeah, Civil War was gonna be real cool potentially. And that's also where there was the rumor of Men in Black with twenty one jump street. Uh goddamn crime. <laughs> Come on, Internet. Oh, there we go. I can hear you. There we go. Anyways, yeah, that's where we also got the 21 Jump Street, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, Men in Black crossover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I love uh, I, I love I, I, I love that leak. That was, that was something crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, like these going through these Disney movies because it really ha- leaves me. Uh, See, like I, I haven't really thought about watching Big Hero Six again, and it's not because you don't like it. I you don't like it. It's just like I, I got I, I got better things to do. Man. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's a great movie, but there, there's there's lots of movies out there, and this isn't one of their best of all time. You no, know? It, there's there's other Disney movies that you're more passionate about. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's like, it's, like we mentioned. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Or um. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Tarzan, you know, gotta get. I love, I love Tarzan, especially that soundtrack. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh boy, but you know what? That's gonna be it for Big Hero Six. I, I think there's nothing more to talk about. Yeah, it's because uh, we spent most of the time talking about Marvel comic books. Yeah, which um, we'd probably rather do anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you know what the next movie is, Nick? Uh, is it Wreck It Ralph Dose? No, no. There's two more movies until you get to Wreck It Ralph. Uh, uh, then I don't know. Next up, number fifty-five on the list is Zootopia. Oh, I actually have to watch Zootopia now. Yeah, so you've never yeah. seen it. So there you go. Never seen it. Uh, so here's what we've got going on from here on out. Uh, next week or next episode. I'm not going to say next week because it's been a month since the last one. Um, next episode is Zootopia, then Moana, then Ralph Breaks the Internet, then Frozen 2, then Raya and the Last Dragon, and then number 60 coming out this year in November is Encanto. Uh, so... And the last... Uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, um... Probably have to pay for that one soon, or is that already on the free tier? Uh, it probably by the time we get to it, it'll be on the free one because it just came out on Blu-ray right. this week as we're recording it. So by the time we get to it, it'll probably be on Disney Plus proper. I don't expect us to get to it in any uh, expedient fas- fashion because we've still got Zootopia, Moana, Ralph Two, and Frozen Two. Uh, we have to talk about Ralph Two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, that is the weakest of the group coming up. Uh, I guess, I guess Ryan, the last dragon. I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. it yet either. Yeah. Uh, 
because I wasn't going to pay $20 to rent it. And uh, I could actually see it. I, I just went to the movie theater for the first and not the first time, but like the first time I went to an actual like Cineplex for the first time this weekend. So back to normal for me, basically fully vaccinated. Good to go. Um, same, same. But, uh, yeah. yeah but so. I think maybe it might be Black Widow for me. My next one. I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm definitely seeing Black Widow. So there's no way of stopping me on that one. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go see Raya and the Last Dragon in theaters, but I can wait. For like a but month. Then, yeah. 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 But until then, thank you all again for joining us and have a magical day. Bye.